Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah, yeah. ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. All right, Jesse's a mess, guys. Jesse's an absolute mess. He's trying to get into his, uh, wipe his phone clean right now. It says something about it may take several days or more before you're able to unlock your account. Yeah. I don't know. And that's because you've been trying to get into your account. Yeah. Uh, and you forgot your uh, email. When you get home, this is what I would do. Yeah. Who's your carrier, Verizon? AT&T. AT- I'd go straight to the store there and say, help me. Yeah. I lost right. it. Yeah. Let's get into the system. Here's Perfect. this. Here's my bill. Let's get in there and let's wipe everything out. Go to their, go to their or an Apple yeah. store. I go or an Apple store. Maybe. Well, I'd go. No, I'd go to a, who my account is. Like if I had a tr- problems with my phone, yeah. I bought mine through Verizon. Yeah, I'd go directly to Verizon where I brought it, and they've got everything on their computer. Okay. All right. It's all listed there. And just pray nothing happens between now and then. Well, that's all you can do because you don't have much of a choice right now. If you're tu- just tuning in, I lost my phone moments before the show. We've tracked it. At least we did for a while. It's been moving south on State Street. And then I think they shut it off because we called it about 100 times. My wife can't track it anymore. It's a complete disaster. I'm just praying I'm not broke by the end of the show. <laughs> and uh, no one's called, uh, you know, Anthony Rizzo or something. I think you'll my, be fine. My phone I mean, contacts. I've got a lot of confidence. I think you're going to be okay. I don't. I have no confidence. Randy, in Seattle, you're on ESPN 1000. What's on your mind? Okay, boys. Uh, topic of conversation would be the Bears. Listen, um, you can't have the kind of monumental losses that the Bears have had this season. You guys have talked about it at various shows. You've had three or four really horrendous losses, and that cannot happen. Um, you know, you're dominating a, a team on Sunday, and in the fourth quarter, you decide to give up over 200 passing yards That's to Joe Flacco, snatching the. Yeah, 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 snatching defeat from victory again, again third for the third time, time in this season, um, and that's not even the, Sunday wasn't even maybe the worst loss. It might not even be in the top three if you count the Green Bay game on on opening game. Um, you managed to find a way to lose to basically the Cleveland Browns practice squad. That group, uh, their roster looked like a mash unit, and yet still you've. Found a way to screw that came up. There's a song by Billy Joel. It says, say goodbye to Hollywood. That's the song you're going to be singing about. Eberflus, Getsy, Fields. All got to go. It's not going to be a build around Justin Fields. But I'll give you two questions on Justin Fields. And the only two that have to be answered by Bears management. And that is, number one, will Justin Fields ever get it as a quarterback in the NFL? Tight window throws, anticipation, et cetera, et cetera. Number one. Number two. Will he ever recover from PTSD that he's got when it comes to feeling the pressure in the pocket, not trusting his offensive line, not believing that there's going to be time to throw even when there is? That's it, boys. I'm going to hang up. A couple, Listen to your call. I like that. There's a couple of good questions, you know, Randy's suggesting. I mean, would you agree with that? I mean, these are catastrophic. But they, again, it's and I'm talking about like record breaking catastrophic losses. That's what they've had. Uh, you know, and part of that is the coaching staff keeping this team together, d- even during these catastrophic losses. You know, players are on the field when these catastrophic losses are happening. Yep. You know, yep. players are on the field not executing. Yep. Players are on the field not tackling. 
players are on the field watching Amari Cooper turn up and, and run for a 50-yard touchdown. That's happening while they're on the field also. Yeah. You know, it's not happening when they're not there. And the, and the call, you know, and Randy, so the players have their culpability also when they're out there. You just can't blame it on the coaches. And, it's on the players also. And Randy mentions the Browns practice squad. Well, they weren't much healthier the week before, and they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 31-27. So obviously Cleveland has more going than just maybe the front-line guys that are out, right? Not the Jacksonville's that, a damn good team. How good are they once Deshaun Watson is hurt, not realizing that their quarterback situation oh. is so futile that the best quarterback was sitting on his couch somewhere in uh, retirement. He looks great. Right. He looks great. He's better than any other quarterback but maybe Deshaun Watson. Philly, right? Philly Sid has uh, needs you. He needs oh, you after boy, last Philly, night. Yeah. Philly, I got Yurko for you. Go ahead. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Yurko, we talked about it last week. When you can't get home with your front four defensively, you have to be creative with rushing the quarterback. They did it a little bit last night in the first half where they were like, they didn't get to him, but they got there quick enough and forced him to throw the short route on a, on a third and long situation. Guy makes the tackle short of the line of game. That's how you stop third and long plays. I thought they were going to do it the rest of the game and all of a sudden they get in the second half. And Patricia's calling the same junk that Desai was calling all season long. I, last year they had a problem where they couldn't get home and then they brought Indomitian and Sue in and that changed. I, I, mean, I know he's still out there on the street, but you can't. They should. They got the talent to fix this themselves. I just don't think they have. I mean, you guys talk about the coaching issues here in Chicago, about how you're worried about Bluce, you're worried about the offensive coordinator and the system that he's calling with Justin. I worry about the Eagles' talent being wasted by coaches at the coordinator position that just aren't really taking advantage of the talent. And Bradbury, oh my gosh. He's got to be done. The rookies that were playing he's last night. He's an offensive lineman, right? Better. Bradbury is an offensive lineman, if I'm not mistaken. No, Bradbury is the he's the cornerback that got Corner, called got in the you. Super Bowl for holding. Yeah, he's the guy that got burned for the game-winning touchdown last night, and also got cold for holding on a fourth down play you. just before that. He he's done. I mean, the, the rookies, Eli Ricks last night, Keely Ringo last night, they played significantly better. And Sidney Brown, the Illinois kid. Yeah, he. He missed some tackles, but that kid was flying all over the field, yeah. and he was in the right place a lot of times. He just missed some tackles, but if he you, looks so if you much notice, better. If you notice, the officials are starting to get real nitpicky on some of the stuffs that are out there, too. They are getting – it's like the edict came down, mm-hmm. said, okay, let's reestablish. We're going to the playoffs, uh, defensive holding, interference. Offensive offside. Kelsey moving the ball forward yep. on a third and short, third and inches. Ever since. Moved them back. They ended up going for a field was it, goal. Was it Thursday or Saturday, the offensive offsides? I can't remember now. But ever since the first one was called, right. they've called like four offensive offsides. The one on Kadarius Tony. Yeah. yeah. Since then. that was. Since I can't then. remember if that was Thursday or Saturday. Yeah. But since then, they've called like three or four more. So it does feel a little fishy. There's no doubt about it. Um, let's go to Chase on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000. Chase, go ahead. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you guys doing? What's Good. up, Chase? Not much. Uh, yeah, so um, the thing is, is that the way I look at this, um, you know, I think coming in early the season, you know, we all predicted possibly seven to eight wins was the ceiling for this football team, right? Yeah. And more than likely, that's probably where they're going to be headed towards. At worst-case scenario, they lose out and be five and 12, but – I think we're kind of at the point where this is kind of where we predicted this team to be. Um, if I was to tell you back in August, the Bears would be eight, nine, Yurko, 
and they were going to win. They're going to win every game in this division. Would you consider the ceiling, the season, a success? Yeah, right. Yes, yes. eight nine. I would consider it a success. It'd be above the seven and a half. And they beat Minnesota. They would have beat Detroit. Now they're going to beat Green Bay at the end of the year. I would have told you that it was a success. Yes, correct, correct. But see, here's the thing, though. Here's the the problem. The, the problem with this the picture, though. It's not the fact that they're losing these games. You know, you're going to lose games fine. You know, look, we all know this team is not ready to win yet. It's the magnitude of the way they're losing these games. These are, like Sylvie told Iberfus when he talks to him on the phone, these aren't just losses of, hey, you, you lost to a better team and, hey, things just didn't happen and then you, you're willing to move on from it. These are historical meltdowns that are at the hand, at his watch. And he isn't doing anything. He hasn't. It's like most of these losses are due for bad coaching decisions, player execution, and the fact that they're not. They come out and they just come complacent. Bad coaching decisions, poor clock management, poor timeout usage. I mean, these are all indictment on him, and that's kind of the reason why. If we was to do a review towards the end of the year, is he the right guy moving forward with this team? I would say no because of those. Meltdown because this team, yes, they may finish seven and ten, eight nine, but this team should be at least should have had ten wins if that's the case. And that to me, if you're going to bring him back, what well, so what? You're going to have the same mental uh, uh, meltdowns and, and collapses every um, year after year. That's that cannot happen. You can't you can't you can't do that. It's just not going to work out. And that that's my point about all this. So, yeah, but, yeah, but um, I think. Huh? No, go ahead. I appreciate the call, Chase, because I actually like where Chase was going, at least early in that call, Yurko. And again, I'm going to bring up David Ross because it reminds me of the same thing here. Look, the Cubs were predicted to win like 77 from Vegas and a lot of prognosticators. They got to 83. How they got there was a little weird because they faded down the stretch. But you're, 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 water finds its level. Water finds its level, and yes, these were dramatic losses. It doesn't mean when you have a better team, talent-wise, you're going to have the same kind of dramatic losses next season. I don't know how to judge Eberflus well, completely, but you can't just you can't just judge him. If you get to seven or eight wins, why can't? What, isn't that we talk about results oriented? Isn't that as good as anyone thought they would be yeah. after winning three last year? So I'm just saying, there's a world where. Yes, they left wins on the table, but maybe the Cubs and the Bears just aren't talented enough. And in the Cubs' case, it manifested itself in late-season collapse. And in the Bears' case, in a in three games, three games out of 17 that have manifested in terrible endings. And none of this matters necessarily for next year. That's my looking-at-the-glass-being-half-full attitude, Yurko. Well, you've got three of them this year. You had one last year. Or are we including the one from last year? Yeah, it's three this year, one last year. But it, you're right. Catastrophic. Right. It was Detroit last year. This this year you had three of them, Denver, Detroit, now this one against Cleveland. So you've had four of them in the last two years. But as you upgrade talent, I would assume you'll have That's less terrible. of those things happening unless he's just incompetent, which I'm leaving open. I'm not sure what the answer is with Eberflus. I don't, I'm, I'm like most people, I don't like the idea of keep start, keeping to start over. Like a quarterback, coach, it's starting, oh, it's first year in the system, not, all that I'm, crap. But I'm you so and, sick you of and it. I are not arguing against each other. I don't think we are. It seems like we're arguing against each other all the time. Okay? I've already told you I want Eberflus and Fields back. I want him back. 
If you had better talent on this team, would you be a better team? Yes. You would have more than five victories. It doesn't necessarily mean that you wouldn't have lost the games that you've lost. I think you'd have more victories. I think games would be closer. I think the, the way you played against Green Bay early in the season, you wouldn't have gone 0-4. That, that's where you are. You're playing more a consistent brand of football. You're finding ways to win in the fourth quarter instead of finding ways to lose, which this team is, is so good at. They find ways to lose, which is why I said bring Eberflus back, and I said bring Fields back. I want them both to come back. Why? Because you could use that first-round pick to get a whole lot of draft equity, which is going to help you down the line. That's I'm, why I'm with you on fields. If you can convince me, if we had a crystal ball, it, these losses are a great learning experience for everybody there, including Eberflus, and that he will take that. Remember, you learn more from loss from losing adversity, and turn that all around next year. I'm on board. I'm just not sure. Is are there other holes to his game that are going to pop up? That maybe they don't have collapses next year. Maybe they're bad in the first quarter. I mentioned that earlier. Like. If you have holes to your coaching game, it's going to pop up in different spots. So I'm I'm less convinced about Eberflus either way. More likely than not, I just want an offensive guy that can maximize these, the talent you're about to bring in and you have. But until then, there are a lot of good things going on. Phone lines are jammed. When someone drops off, you jump on 312-332-3776. Carmen York, Jesse Rogers sitting in on ESPN 1000. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Waddle and Sylvie coming up at 2. Black and Abdallah come your way at 6. Jesse Rogers sitting in for Carmen DeFalco. He's off all week. I'll be back with Yurko tomorrow. And the lines have just been lit up. 312-332-3776 as we continue to discuss the Bears. I kind of like doing it on a Tuesday where there's a little less emotion involved. Like Sunday and Monday, everyone's just angry. And look, I don't I don't want to get in any corner where I'm defending these bad losses. I'm just wondering if... Like I said, water finds its level. They were a 7-8 and eight win team no matter what was going to happen, which is an improvement from three. There are good things happening for three quarters. You know, maybe there's a scenario where all this turns into good things next year, especially with all the capital they have to spend and, you know, acquire. So, but but look, I, 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 I am not sold on Eberflus by any means. I just like continuity. So let's see what Kevin and Wheeling has to say. Kevin, you're on ESPN 1000. <laughs> Hey, guys, I'll keep it really short on the Justin Fields because I want to get into a little baseball talk with you. But in terms of Justin Fields, I am so over this guy. He has had less than 220 yards in eight out of his ten games this year. Joe Flacco had 220 yards in the fourth quarter. I knew in the third game of the year with the Kansas City Chiefs, we were down 41-0. He had 50 yards with, like, five minutes left in the game. He's not the guy. It's time to move on. If you don't want to get a first, you know, Caleb Williams, you want to get a second or third rounder, that's, that's fine. Worst case scenario, we keep Fields for maybe one more year. We draft a second or third rounder. He's learning for a year, and then we come pay. There's no way he's a forty million dollar quarterback, which is what you owe him in about a year and change from now. Yeah, that what makes I wanted to get sense. into. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. That makes sense. What I wanted to get into is baseball, though. Um, watching this whole Eli Peyton Manning thing, and watching how we got mic'd up players last year, I think that's what's going to grow baseball. Because I, I was listening to Crosstalk a couple of uh, like over the summer. And they mentioned how do we grow baseball, and Karma was saying, you know, we got to do something that's more viral, more, you know, for a younger audience. And I think that's what we need. We need something like uh, Pedro and uh, David Ortiz that are watching these games, and it's just 
them. You know, it's more focused on the players. We're, we're miking up Cody Bellinger, and we're getting that virality that we need to get younger players. I think that's what's going to make baseball grow, because right now it's a little flatlining. Yeah, Kevin, thanks for the call. I think that um, they're, they're trying to work technology into the broadcast as much as possible. I know a lot of people were a little worried when Bellinger was mic'd up and a ball came his way and he missed it. Uh, but look, it's 162 games. I think you can have some fun during the regular season. But they're 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 trying. They're trying different ways. They started with the rule changes, but adding that kind of um, access, I think, is something they want to do. It's whether the players want it. I don't know. Yeah, baseball. Yeah, yeah. On a hot Mic'ing summer, on a hot summer night uh, for a night game, I think baseball could be a very entertaining little. Yeah. Little game exactly yeah. either on the north side or south side. Obviously, there's more fun on the north side these days. Um, and yeah, well, then the south side, it's just disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. The um, but the other part of his call was the idea of drafting a quarterback a little bit later. Oh, I got no problem with that. I don't that. have a problem with Even that if either. You keep Fields, I have no problem with well, that. Well, that's what he's saying. I, yeah. I just would not waste my number one pick. I would give Fields a chance with even more talent around him, and then if it doesn't work out, you can you know slowly move on to a guy. Yeah, maybe you drafted lower, but I have no guarantees that Caleb Williams is generational. I just would not use Drake that pick. May. Yeah, I would just not use that pick. Let's go to Mace on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000. Mace, what's up? Hey, how you doing, fellas? What's up, Mace? All right, all right. Hey, I was talk- I was listening to you guys earlier talk about the um, the um, play, the play when the uh, they dropped the defensive tackle in the coverage. Yeah, zone blitz. Right, the zone blitz play. And I was thinking, like, I was looking at that play, and I think number 90, um, I'm not sure his name. 93, um, Jones. No, not 93, 90. 90. The end, 90. the defensive end. 90 and the Bears. 90 on the We'll Bears. find him. We'll find him. Don't you Robinson worry about is, that. Robinson. That's Demi- it, Robinson. Cuckoo, could you? Yeah. Mr. He, Robinson. Dominique Robinson. Yeah, Dominique Robinson. On that play that y'all guys are talking about, about execution, I've heard you talking about execution. He he stopped rushing the passer. He had a free lane to the passer. Joe Flacco, he let Joe Flacco freeze him, and that's why he that play didn't work on that particular play. Yeah, because he was wide over. Yeah, he, he was unavailable to the quarterback. I know what play you were talking about. It's when he was bringing his rush. He stopped, and like the running back went by him, and all of a sudden he felt like he was in coverage. He started right. going back on the right. Yeah, right. that was a few plays earlier than the uh, final play where they caught uh, Najoku on the uh, crosser. They caught him on a crossing, crossing behind 93 Jones. That was a play that was a little bit earlier that uh, it looked like he was going to the quarter, and he stopped He stopped yeah. himself for some crazy reason. You know, it's funny. Yesterday, Eberflus kept mentioning the word execution, which is an easy way out. You know, no matter the call, if we execute it, we'll be okay. But in some ways, I understand what he means. For three quarters, they did execute. Yes. And, 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 yes, offensively. If I got a, a free blitzer coming off the corner and he doesn't sack the quarterback and he misses him, that's what you call execution. Right. I've got a free blitzer. The design is perfect. You now need to go. You need to yeah. tack, sack the quarterback. You're wide open. There's no excuses there for you. And on the so other- rather than blame the individual, mm-hmm. the way you do that is simply saying we had a play, we had a free blitzer, now we need to execute the play the way it needs to be executed and- without calling out your free blitzer that didn't get the sack that was wide open. And on the other side of the ball, the, the opposite was true. There were a couple times the Browns got through and the running back slash receiver didn't pick up the blitz properly and, and Fields was under pressure. So there is an element to execution. You just can't like use your, that. Your running backs are poor blockers on this team. Yes, Herbert, yes. 21 is a terrible blocker. Roshan Johnson missed and, one. And Rosh Khan 
yeah. uh, needs to quit turning his shoulders after contact because he's basically a revolving door and he's allowing guys to get through. Yeah, him. And Roshkan was has been your best blocker. Roshan has been your best blocker this year, but as of late, he hasn't been a very good there blocker. There were two missed ones in that game that were important. So there is an element to execution that, that I understand where Uber Flus is coming from. I mean, you just can't use that as an excuse for everything because then every coach should say, well, we need to execute better. Well, maybe the call, play call needs to be better. The talent needs to be better. The system needs to be better. Let's go to Maryland. You're next up on ESPN 1000, Maryland. Hi, Jesse. It was so nice to meet you in person uh, Friday night. Oh, yes, at the Waddle and Sylvie broadcast. Yes, yes. I, mean, I would have gone to Carmen and Yurko show, but that's out where God left his shoes. So how could I not go there? It was only 15 minutes from my house. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, okay. why, I, that's why I went there, because it was kind of close. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I have a question for both of you. And Adam happened to like it, so he put me on. Okay. Okay, which is worse to lose, your iPhone or your carphobe? Um, got to be your iPhone. Your iPhone or your what? Carphob. Carphob. Oh, the fob. Fobphobe, whatever. I'm going to say iPhone. I just feel like my, you know, your whole life is in your iPhone, especially yeah. for me being a reporter at this station. But exactly. I'm going to go iPhone, right? You're yeah. I'd go neither. I don't want to lose either of them, but of the two, the phone is the worst. Yeah. What about you, Marilyn? Well, the f- I tell you what, I did lose my phone once. I I retraced my steps and went back into my other car that before the new one. I'm very tiny, as you know, and I was pulling my car ba- car seat back to get out. Apparently, the phone slid between the bucket seats, and here oh. I am trying to get. I was so relieved, but I was trying to get it out of the. Out of the bucket seat. I would love if I lost my phone in the bu- in a bucket seat right now, but uh, that's that <laughs> didn't happen. Somebody has it. But yeah, I hope not. I hope that they do the right thing by you, and maybe they'll be listening. Thank you for the call. You're very welcome, and happy Merry Christmas, Yoko and Carmen. I'm sorry, Carmen's not here today. Feliz Navidad. Okay. Either is Adam, Maryland, but that's okay. Happy, ho- happy holidays to you as well. Love you right. guys. Thank Bye. you. York, here's another thing that I'm going to get in trouble for here. What are you getting in trouble? Well, not in trouble, but, you know, I parked at a, at a meter. I used yeah. the, the app. Yeah. Now well, you've got to re-up out. it. Now you've got to re-up it. You're going to get a parking re- ticket. How it, it's on it. the app. No. But you got to log in. I know, but oh, I, I don't have my credit. You know oh, what I'm saying? goodbye to you. I can't do it on this car's going to get towed. That car's going to get towed. No, it's going to get a ticket, not towed. It get to, uh, uh, depends. Hasta la bye-bye. Depends kind of mood Don't make me more aggravated, Chris. It's going to get a ticket. Where are you parked? If my car gets towed and my phone is stolen, I will go post. Do you know what your license plate is? I can put it into mine. Oh, will you do that for me? I could try and re-up you. Yes. What's the code? I have I mean, the code. I have to do that. I have the code. I mean, I don't want that thing towed away from me. You've got. You've had a bad you know, day. The funny thing is, the code is similar to my passcode for my. Did phone. you park on the street or are you <laughs> yes. in the garage? No, no, no on the street. Your, your license plate's what I need, and then the the right. the, the, the no, code I know, on I know the, the, the on the, the side, street, yeah, side, whatever right. the sign. I is. have all that. I have all, all right. that. So we will do that uh, after we break. Let's 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 continue on the show. You're a mess today, Anthony dude. in Dallas. You're on ESPN 1000. Anthony, what's up? Hey, thanks for taking my call, man. So uh, I'm, I'll try to be as brief as possible. I just want to speak on the state of the Bears. So uh, to me, it's, it's a pretty, not easy fix, but I can see what Poles did the previous two years is attack the defense. The defense has come around. We look pretty damn good uh, the last five weeks of the season. Um, I think we have to keep Ibra 
you keep fields, you know, because at some point in time, you have to develop some sustained, um, some, some stability at some point. I think you have to get Getsy out of there. Clearly, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't done his job up to, you know, where it needs to be done. I'd hate to have to bring in another coordinator with Justin, his third one in, in three years, but obviously that's what's going to need to be done. I think what will happen this offseason is you attack the offense. You attack the defense in the first two years. This year, you attack the you, you trade the pick, you get a haul of picks. Probably, you know, we'll, we'll have two picks in the top ten, probably a second, maybe a player or two um, down the line. You know, so you attack the offensive line. We have money in free agency. You bring in the best coordinators that you can on the offensive side of the ball to help Justin out, possibly someone who has familiarity with him. And, you know, I think we go from seven, eight wins this year to about nine, ten next year, and that's all I got. Thanks, Anthony. I'm I'm actually surprised, Yurko, there's some groundswell of support for Eberflus, if that's the right word. You've said it, a couple callers. I'm on the fence a little bit, only because of, like, Anthony, I just hate the idea of starting over. It just, like, you are building something here. Who cares how you get to seven or eight wins? If you get there, it is an improvement over last year. Has the Harbaugh stuff kind of quieted down? Um, we'll ask Waddle and Sylvie in a half an hour. Yeah, I think the Harbaugh the Har- guys- has, I, they might be, but they, <laughs> I mean, I don't hear the Harbaugh stuff anymore. No, no. You know, Michigan's kind of out of sight. When he wins the mind. national championship, you might hear it more. Well, we'll see, but I think they want to sign him to a new contract over my, there anyway. My feeling is, okay, without Kevin Warren there, there's no chance the McCaskies are hiring Harbaugh. No chance. But with Kevin Warren, maybe he... He makes the difference. But right. they, Harbaugh's not a McCaskey type of guy. All right, let's get your thing down. Let's go. All right, taking a break. We're reloading my, my uh, parking app, or Yurko's parking app. We're back in a moment on ESPN 1000. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. One thirty-five on this Tuesday afternoon. Yurko has reloaded my parking situation on the street outside of State Lake. Thank you for that, Yurk. What do I owe you? Ten, twelve, fourteen? Nah, it's seven dollars thirty-five cents. Right. It's on me. It's been a hectic day for you. It's on me. It's the least I could do for you. Normally, I'd say I'd Venmo you, but I don't have my phone. Yeah, so you can't do that either. Is I don't that crazy? All that stuff is now. You got to wait till you get to your new phone. You need to get it updated, and then all that stuff should come back. For you. I lost my phone before the show, and it's just been it's caused chaos for young Jesse. Caused chaos. Uh, we had another caller in there that say, "Oh, here it is, John." I, John's been waiting a long time in Wilmette, wanted to talk about Getsy. Go ahead, John. You're on ESPN 1000. How you doing? Good. I have two reasons, and they both have to do with Ryan Paul, who I think is really smart. That Justin Fields will never come back. The first is, if you guys remember when they had the first pick with Carolina and they traded him, his first two S was two defensive players. He didn't go out to get D.J. Moore to help the quarterback. The second reason is, you don't think after 35 games, if he thought that Getsy was was hurting just Fields, he would have fired him. You don't think they talk? I think they both believe that he's a wonderful athlete but a terrible quarterback, and he's never going to come back. Mitchell Trubisky was a better quarterback, not the same athlete, at this time in his career than Justin Fields was. Yeah, you're That's I, it. Yeah. So wait, you, you say fire Getsy now, or you say get rid of Fields? No. I'm saying that the general manager 
who I really respect, is going to... He has no intention of keeping fields. Or he would have fired Getsy. Oh, I got after, you. Okay. After 35 games, they both realize he's not a quarterback. He's a great athlete. John, thanks for the call. Okay, you're... There's no way that they need the final three games. They've made their determination about fields, right? I, mean, I guess you can't do it in a vacuum necessarily. Uh, uh, again, whether they made their decision or not, what I'm looking for and what I need mm-hmm. is for him to play his best three possible games, no, keep every that. option available. No, I agree with for that. The Bears. But don't you think so that's what I'm they, talking don't about? Don't you think they've made it 14 games in? Don't you think they've polls has got. In the back of his I mind. think quite possibly they know exactly yeah. who Justin Fields is. And I think I agree with the caller. I think he's probably more than likely to move on. It'd be different if Poles had drafted Fields. You know how that is. When the GM drafts a guy, he's all yours. But when you don't, you're, you're more likely to move on. Or a little bit more quickly, you'll move on than if, than if someone else drafted him. Let's go to, uh, I think it's Leon on the northwest side. Leon, you're on ESPN 1000. Leon, you there? Going once, going twice, gone. Leon, you there? But he also was saying fire Getze. It's kind of yeah. interesting. Getze is taking, at least in this show so far, more abuse than Fields or Eberflus. And I honestly don't have a problem with that. I do not think he's maxed out Fields' ability. And he worked with Aaron Rodgers all that year. It was so he didn't know what he was getting into. Yeah, I'm fine with the Getze, Getze show not being a part of this future. Right. Let's go to Aldo in San Antonio. You're on ESPN 1000, Aldo. Uh, good afternoon, guys. Afternoon. What's up? Um, uh, I, I'm tired of the, the narrative, Jesse. I'm sorry, but you guys are feeding this narrative that Justin Fields is the future. The guy cannot read a defense to save his life. He's had almost 40 games to prove that he's not the quarterback. We need to reset and just go with a new guy. Um, we're wasting. You know, we got a lot of youth on the defensive end. On a defensive end, so we need to get a quarterback and hopefully he can be our C.J. Stroud and, and and improve and win us a championship because Fields cannot win it. He cannot win a championship for us. That's where I disagree. I'm not a big Fields guy, but I think there are quarterbacks that that are just okay that win championships. Yeah, and, Jesse, but that's been – I mean, it's been 30 years, 20 years. You're using examples from 20, 30 years. I mean, quarterback position is the most important position in sports, yeah. in all of sports, yeah. basketball, baseball, you name it. So so the fact that we need to get this right to have sustained success, success we need a quarterback. You know, to have the the Burroughs, the, the Lamar Jacksons, the, the Mahomes, and I know that's reaching for the stars, but why do we have to settle – we're one of 32 teams, you know. We're we're the we're the handsome guy at the bar. Why do we have to settle for the the, the C plus chick at the at the bar? <laughs> the only thing, all get... you you can't guarantee me the next one they draft is the guy, and we have to start over with him. Mm. Well, that's that's true, but I mean, we can guarantee that. I don't think we've. I don't. I almost guarantee that Fields cannot lead us. I mean, we've had plenty of uh, of examples where we have guys wide open doing jumping jacks in the middle of the field, and he doesn't see them. I, I don't know what else. Fans need to see that he cannot read a defense. He's a phenomenal athlete. I mean, that, that's, a, that's almost as a bad thing for him, that he depends too much on his legs instead of reading the field. I would say, you know, look, he tries I'm, to I'm, scramble. I'm, I'm critical of him, and I want to get Yurko's take. But, I mean, if he can't read any defenses, Yurko, he'd be throwing a lot more interceptions. Yeah, after I got divorced and I'd be in the bar, I'd go ugly early. <laughs> you know? Okay, you know, don't, don't set the bar too high. We found, you know? we found our final word. Um, wh- wh- I mean... I, I he's not the best at reading defenses, but I think he'd be throwing a lot more interceptions if he was that bad at it. I don't know what what's your assessment. I, I, I listen. He's uh, he's a certain type of quarterback 
Okay, that's why I say, is he as close to Lamar Jackson as you possibly can be? Can he be Lamar Jackson? If he can, I can win with him. Yeah. I can find a way to win with Even Lamar, Jackson. Lamar Jackson. They have found yeah. ways to win Lamar Jackson. They yeah. have. Okay? So can can it be done? Yes, but you've got to run a specific type of offense. Yes, then. yes, I agree. Okay, that's you've got to be able to run. So either you, you've, you've figured that out. He's not a pocket passer. Fine. But I can I can develop the quick hitting passing game with uh, the the multi threats. Yes, I, that's that's where I what agree you've got to you. then run, whether you like it or not. That's it. Yes. If Fields is my quarterback, this is how I've got to play. Period. And that's my point. He, we know he has a unique skill set to go along with some negatives, but not every quarterback has a unique skill set. I also there are many bad ones out there. I also can't climb from way behind either. I can't right. get behind right. in this type of scenario. Right. So in my scenario, we're, we're playing things that we're, we're always going to be in tight games, always going to be in close games with a chance of us stretching our legs out because our offense is going to be a little bit better. Let's go to Derek on the west side. You're on ESPN 1000, Derek. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Okay, um, I got a point I'm, uh, I want to make. Uh, we lost you, Derek. Right, you there? Derek, come on, stick around now. Hello. <laughs> This is ground control to Major Tom. Are you there, Derek? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah now we perfect can. now. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, um, the point I want to make is I think we're looking at this thing all wrong. Everyone is worried about is it Justin Fields or Caleb Williams? Is it uh, Pose picking the right quarterback? I think the biggest thing is we definitely have to get rid of this coaching staff. We need to bring in a, a coach, an offensive-minded coach, and you let him sit down with Pose and tell him, hey, this is the quarterback that's going to work for my system. This is the quarterback I can build, whether it's Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, Drake May, whoever it is. The coach needs to decide this. It shouldn't be on polls because you see what happened in Carolina. That coach wanted C.J. Stroud. That owner wanted Bryce Young. And it ultimately got him fired after 11 games. If you let the coach pick who he knows he can work with, they will be in a much better position. And I think that's the issue that we have to do. We have to get the right coach and let him decide. Which quarterback is going to be right for the Bears? Thank you, and I'll listen to your comments. What do you think, Yerk? <sighs> yeah, if a new coach comes in and wants to work with the quarterback that he wants to work with, something that he, you know, he sees something that when he brings him into this team is going to allow him to be, uh, for both of those parties to be successful. But it, it was Ron Wolf that brought Brett Favre. Favre. Too. It wasn't Mike Holmgren that did that. It was Ron Wolf that brought Favre on the trade from Atlanta up to Chicago. And when we went down to plan the year before, 1991, he was the general manager at the time because they fired everybody. They brought him in, allowed him to evaluate Lindy and Fani and everybody that was there. But when we went down to Atlanta, he called Bob Harlan over, who was the president of the Packers at the time. Okay, Called him over and said, let's go look at the quarterback that's going to be here for the Packers next year. And they went and they watched him warm up. And they said, this is our guy. This is who's going to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. It's going to lead the resurgence. Okay, It was the general manager that did that, not the coach. Right. It usually is the GM that does that. And it was Brett Veach that saw Patrick Mahomes play and told Andy Reid, this is our guy. It's general managers that do that. Okay, GMs evaluate it and say, this is our quarterback. Let's take a look at him and let's say let's figure out why this guy's going to be our guy. We'll cross talk with Waddle and Sylvia too, but we'll take your phone calls till then, right here on ESPN One Thousand. 
Working from home or back in the office? Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. few minutes left in the show. Yerk, we could just continue this conversation tomorrow from noon to 2. Hopefully I'll have a new phone by then and I won't be in such a bad mood. I will wish you a lot of luck tomorrow. And then I would, I would offer you that don't just put your phone in your back pocket. Most of the jackets now come with a special sleeve up by yeah. the chest that your phone can go into. Yeah. And if I was you, I'd start utilizing that. I know. All right? I'm here for you, Jess. Know this, though. Your parking's good. Your car will not be towed. Thank you. That's the That's good the news. That's the important thing. Thanks for that. I mean, just imagine you come out here after this. You're going to get everything done today, and your car's asked to la bye-bye, and then you got to go to the pound. you got to get it out of the pound. Oh, man, you got to have cash. They don't take Venmo or this, and you can't do it. The car's under lower oh. whacker oh, somewhere. Oh, that's happened that's... to me before. That's happened yeah. to me. Um, so before the show, I lost my phone. Someone grabbed it. My wife was tracking it. We called it, called it. It rang, rang. No one picked up. Couldn't run into a good Samaritan, could I? Couldn't happen. Now no, it's off. Now you it's ran off. into a bad Samaritan. Who's the douche? Now it's off. And is it's it gone you for forever. losing your phone, or is it for that guy for picking it up? And Who's the douche? And taking off with it. M- mistakes happen, man. You it know? does. Mistakes do happen. And then somebody's kind of taking advantage of your mistakes. So Probably what? They can a make a hundred bucks on it. Couple hundred bucks they make. You know, maybe they get their kids some uh, toys. Finally, you never know. Maybe they're feeding their family today. What they don't know is I would have probably given them a hundred bucks. How about that? that yeah, phone back. yeah. Or to get more. the phone back, you'd have, you'd have greased the wheels. I right? I would have said, Thank okay, you how much could you have made nice. on this phone? One twenty. Yeah. I'm going to give you one thirty. There you I would have done that. Right. Chris is in Tampa. He wants to talk to you about the offensive line. What's Real up, Chris? Mitch. Gentlemen, thank you for taking my call. Um, this offensive line, next year you're going to have a new center and a new right, I'm sorry, left guard. Um, the left tackle is going to move inside to the left guard, and they're going to draft either Alt or Fasunu. Um, whoever the quarterback is is going to have a much improved offensive line than with what Fields has right now. If our defense could play, we would be 8-6 and six with a possibility of 10 or 11 wins. If we were to finish at that, would we be saying Fields is not our quarterback? Or was he able to allow us to get 10 wins or 11 wins? Uh, I do blame the defense for a lot of it. I also blame the offense not being able to continue drives. Fourth quarter eight, was eight, both eight, sides. Eight, three and outs. And you look at it, there were probably some three and outs when they lost to Denver and they lost to uh, when they lost to the Detroit Lions. And, and third and fourth and ones, the short yardage things. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it's been bad. Equal collapse. Listen, the quarterback gets a ton of credit when things are going great and he gets a ton of blame yeah. when things are going wrong. Both are probably incorrect. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Too much blame and too much credit. That goes along with the quarterback and the defense position. defense gets credit for three yeah. interceptions. They get credit, but, you know, they should have six. Time. They should have six. Right. That's the problem. They should have six. No doubt. Let's go to a different Derek on, in Brooklyn. You're on ESPN 1000. Derek, go ahead. Hey, how you doing, fellas? What's up, Jesse? Yerko. Yo. Let me talk to you, man. Let me let me yep. put this. this in there. I think the Bears is in a great position. Let me explain why. Yeah. It's not too many teams where... You have the option of trading a quarterback to another team and getting picks that way and being financially straight to add depth with the free agency and to pay your future draft picks. But my question to you, Yurko, which scenario is best for the Bears? Is it for them 
to keep Justin Fields, even though they might have to pay him if they keep him, and then you have to worry about paying the free agents, or you just reset the whole money market situation and you draft a new quarterback, even though you're not sure what Caleb Williams is going to give you. I honestly think Justin is the taller version of Caleb Williams. If, if you don't, you know, yeah. that's just my take. I got you. And um, and but I'm talking about as far as the money, we need to add players. But we're yeah. in a situation where you're going to have to pay him in a couple of years if we keep him. Right. If we don't keep him, we'll be financially in a good way to add more depth and add more players. So. In your opinion, which scenario is the best? And one more thing, Eric, I'm very sorry, one more thing. I don't really watch college football too much, but this year I've been watching Tulane. I like Tulane's coach. Do you think think he would be a a decent offensive coordinator? Just in the NFL, not necessarily for the Bears, but in the NFL. Listen, love you guys. Okay, first thing is, uh, I'm not familiar with Tulane's head coach. Willie Fritz. I'm not familiar with the coach, so I can't really offer an opinion on him. Derek, best case scenario for the Chicago Bears would be to trade trade Justin Fields in the offseason to a team that believes he could be their quarterback and they don't want to be in a position to take a young kid. They'd rather have an established guy. They're probably drafting somewhere between 13 and 21. You're getting a first-round first pick. Round. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. I plan on getting a first-round oh, pick okay. for Justin Fields, which is Ooh. why I want him to perform yeah. at a very high level in these last three games. So somebody believes, hey, we bring him here. He's the guy that's going to propel us uh, into our next type, next step type situation. So you'd be getting their first round pick. You'd be trading down, acquiring a young quarterback where you feel comfortable in getting the guy that you believe is the number one player in this year's draft or the number one quarterback in this year's draft. Probably acquiring uh, because you've traded down a first round pick next year also you know, you're still building that draft uh equity capital. you're bringing that draft capital you're bringing it up that's what i'm looking to do that's so the best case scenario is letting them excel three games finishing with eight victories and then moving justin fields i don't know if you can get a first round pick he was well, drafted 11th you're going to get the yeah. 13th or 15th pick in the well, draft you, you might be able to all you need is one or two teams to fall in love yeah, and think that he's the guy. He's had three years of development and seasoning here. You like what you've seen. You've seen some stuff on film that you think is fantastic. Hey, maybe we could rest him from the Chicago Bears. We'll get him, and we don't have to reset with the young quarterback. Yeah, my feeling has... And you still have two years. Yeah. This year and next year, which would be the fifth-year option that they've got to pick up on May 2nd. Now, if you get traded, I don't know if that fifth-year option is still available to put on that player. I don't know. Yeah. It's a question I ask all the time. I haven't gotten a ton of clarity on it. Well, at the beginning of the show, I, I gave my hot take, and it's as simple as this. If if all the Bears had was the number one pick in the draft and no capital, no cap space, I would take Caleb Williams and roll the dice that he'll make everybody better. It's a risky move, but that's all you have. But because they have cap space, because they have draft capital, I would try to build the best team around Justin Fields, who is at least proven to be okay. Braxton That's what Jones, I would do. Braxton Jones is not going to play left guard. Yeah. Left he's t- he, no, they say he said in a scenario earlier no, right. that they would take him from left tackle to play left guard. He's not going to do that. Yeah, if he, Tevin it, Jenkins, you're either going to sign Tevin Jenkins or you're going to let him go because of his health. Yeah. That'd be the only reason because of his back issue. Yeah. Okay, that would be the reason not to sign Tevin Jenkins. But Tevin Jenkins is a hell of a player. Now, our guy Nate Davis has struggled as of late. And uh, we hope we see a little bit more and a little something better out of Nate Davis. But Nate Davis has been struggling. Yeah, the middle of that line has to get better for sure. Waddle and Silver are next right here on ESPN 1000. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big 